We needed to win to qualify for the Champions League. Um, didn't go our way. Uh, ringing around the lads, everyone basically throwing up all over the place. Literally, I mean, the whole team. Yeah. Michael Carrick, I mean, I don't know how he went out and played a game of football. Really. I've never seen anyone really in a worse state than I saw Cara on that day. Uh, to the point where I think even during the game, Martin Yol, um, he, he went to take Edgar Davids off because Edgar was having a nightmare and Edgar didn't actually have food poisoning. He was just having a nightmare. The point of this podcast when we started it uh, just one episode ago was that we were going to review the worst seasons uh, that Tottenham have ever, ever had, um, the worst season reviews. And we've abandoned that already because in the second episode, we're going for uh, a season that I suppose actually is bittersweet. It's not the worst. Um, it's, a, it's a very good season in a lot of respects, but it ends in disaster, just like uh, Tottenham seasons often do. It's probably, if the word Spursy, which we don't really like, do we? No, um, but, but this is very Spursy. This is very Spursy. This is the this is the reason that word was probably invented. It's the two thousand five two thousand six season. It's our first year back into Europe, so we qualify for Europe at the end of this season after we finish fifth. Uh, and it's Martin Yol's first season uh, fully in charge as manager after the previous year, when he kind of gets brought in uh, around November time when. Uh, Santini gets um, sacked and uh, it's actually really probably one of the sort of it's a turning point for the club's uh, recent history I guess isn't it? Yeah I think so Um, I've worked out since I've been going in about 1985 uh, 1985-86 season was the first time I went Um, the average um, place that Tottenham finished was about 8th (laughs) <laughs> um, but it was only really the last 15 years that have brought that up. Otherwise, we, it would have been much sort of lower, probably 13th, 14th, I guess. Oh God, does that make you look back on your life and think, I've wasted it? Yeah, exactly that. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, but um, the previous season, uh, 2004, 2005, um, Tottenham had appointed Jacques Santini, uh, the French manager who'd taken France not that far in the Euro 2004s. I, uh, I am very happy uh, to be uh, in the big club Tottenham. Uh, and Frank Arneson, uh, is he, was he Danish, Frank Arneson? Uh, somewhere up there, yes, yeah, Scandinavian maybe. Somewhere in Northern Europe, but um, he had uh, he had been sort of brought in to be kind of like our director of football, our head of procurement. He bought loads of young players, and it was supposedly the beginning of a new age for Tottenham. But most of those young players were pretty pony, and and a lot of them have got, <laughs> been got rid of by the beginning of this season. Now Tottenham on the counter attack with Redknapp, and Atuba comes forward into space for Spurs. Goes for goal. Uh, and he brought in Martin Yol, uh, unfancied, literally, because he's not a very attractive man, um, Dutch manager, uh, who'd, who'd kind of got AZ Alkmaar, or whatever they were called, to uh, somewhere around the uh, mid-table region of the Dutch league. Uh, and Yol had been brought in with the idea that he was going to be uh, the head coach. Um, and then they hired Santini. And uh, Yol eventually got the job when Santini uh, nearly got us relegated. 
Uh, we finished ninth the previous season, but um, we had a terrible run just before Santini got sacked in October and November. But then as the season went on, we had uh, three big five-goal wins. Uh, can you remember who they were against in 2004-05? Yeah. Um, uh, Aston Villa, we beat, didn't we? we yeah. Um, Everton, maybe? Everton. And uh, I can't remember the other one, but... Southampton's the other one. Do you remember who scored? Everton was one of those uh, games where somebody comes in, scores two goals, looks like a world beater, and then never really plays for Tottenham again after that. Yeah. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I do. I was right behind the goal. It was Dean It was Dean Marnie. <laughs> Marnie. What happened to Dean Marnie? He went to hold, didn't he? Well, Dean Marnie ended up having a decent... Uh, he had a decent career, didn't he? He was at Hull, he was at Burnley. Yeah. He, he stayed in the Premiership for, for quite a long time. I think he's... Um, you know, he, he actually... He, he did sort of kind of graduate beyond that game. Um, anyway, so 2005-06, it's the season uh, where Arsenal are leaving Highbury. Uh, they're wearing that crappy claret kit and it's the season where they do that ridiculous thing with the penalty where oh, Pires yes. <laughs> and Henri stand on the ball. What's he done? Well, he pretended to take it and then didn't seem to take it. And the referee's given a free kick the other way. What an extraordinary incident. What on earth was Perez doing? They end up making the Champions League final. Spoiler alert, they look like they're not going to make the Champions League again next season until we fluff it, our lines, right at the end of this season. Uh, and in the wider world, 7-7 uh, happens just in the pre-season. So the terrorist bombings on the tube happened. Uh, and then the copycat attacks happen two weeks later in which no one dies. Uh, John Charles de Menezes, the uh, innocent Brazilian electrician, I think he was, he ends up getting shot by the police during the kind of terrorist further that's happening around that time a tornado hits um hits birmingham and then worst of all your beautiful gets the number one the same month dreadful times terrible times what do you remember of um what do you remember of that that time where we suddenly were um we'd sort of seen it coming for a while we, we sort of think thought london was going to be attacked but then it yeah. did happen that july do you remember that i do i do i was working in um london bridge actually at the time and I used to get the uh, bus down from Liverpool Street, so I used to get the train into Liverpool Street, and just getting on a bus was really weird. We're now hearing reports that a bus has been uh, ripped apart in an explosion in central London. One man has actually shown myself some footage that he recorded on his mobile phone of a bus exploding a few streets away, uh, just near the Euston station. People lying on the floor... All of London's transport is currently disabled or, or stopped, whether that's buses or trains. So the safest thing that everybody can do is to stay where they are. So I think from that day on, I just started to walk it. You know, it's only about a 15 minute walk or something, but, um, and everyone was just really suspicious of each other, weren't they, getting on public transport? Yeah, um, if you go on with a, with a rucksack, um, yeah. you know, you, uh, you, everyone sort of like stopped and started looking at the floor. It was very sort of British. It was weird, wasn't it? Because it was... Yeah. It was one of those one of those things that sort of it just getting on the tube suddenly seemed like the most intense thing, that the most intense experience that you could subject yourself to, and then after about a month, it all just went like yeah. suddenly, like everyone had forgotten that was ever going to happen. Everyone decided they couldn't live like that anymore and just chose to ignore the danger, and and everything went back to normal. Um. Yeah, strange times. Actually, I suppose in some respects, not that different from uh, from what we've got now. Um, elsewhere in the wider world, uh, Crazy Frog gets done one, 2005-06. It's a good year for music, that and You're Beautiful. You're beautiful. 
Uh, in September, England win the Ashes. Freddie Flintoff uh, goes drinking and not related to that, but um, it happens anyway. In November, 24-hour drinking. Do you remember when that got brought in? Yeah, it didn't really change anything, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted it. People were still getting pissed. People were still getting pissed. They didn't want to sit until five in the morning. <laughs> I mean, we all thought we wanted it. And then yeah. it came along. Didn't want it. Didn't want it. Um, whenever you turn on TV in 2005, six as well, it's always programs about people getting battered in Cardiff. <laughs> Isn't it? That's all that's ever on around 10.30 at night. There was nothing wrong with going out and getting pissed up and having a good time. I'd go out to get fucking on it and have a good time. And at the end of the day, if that means me getting fucked out of my skull to the point of I don't know where I'm going to go or how I'm getting home, then so be it. Who cares? Uh, classic TV days. Uh, albums have come out this year. Cold plays X and Y. Demon Days by Gorilla. Uh, don't believe the truth by Oasis. I don't think I can even remember that one. No, I thought Oasis was bit up by them, but obviously not. No, they're still going strong. Speaking of booze, in January, Charles Kennedy steps down uh, from the Liberal Democrats after admitting he has a drinking problem. God, everyone's drinking this year. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, then uh, there's the whale is found in the River Thames. Uh, Sven Goran Eriksson announces he's going to um, step down after the World Cup uh, after he gets stung by the fake shake booze possibly involved we're not sure um, Gary Glitter inve- uh, arrested in the Far East about time too easy too long that lad uh, and then um, last ever Top of the Pops and oh, the really? Arctic Monkeys breakthrough yeah that is the end of Top of the Pops which um, you know if we knew then what we know now about Top of the Pops Maybe it would have been ended uh, sooner. Uh, Robbie Keane's player of the year this year. It's our highest Premier League um, total points, uh, although we've massively eclipsed that now. Uh, no back-to-back losses all season. And uh, on the video, they actually say, on the season review, they say it's the highest league finish since 1985. Um, that's not true, is it? It's not true. <laughs> finished third in about 1990. We, it's is exactly correct. That's, uh, yeah, it's definitely not true. Um, all right, so, so let's quickly go through, um, let's quickly go through the squad, uh, good or crap, um, the hit segment from the last pod. Um, <laughs> I should note as well, the beginning of this season, um, we bring in Huddleston, Stalteri, uh, Lennon, Tanyo, um, Wayne Routledge, who lasts about 20 minutes before he gets shipped out. Uh, Edgar Davids, YP Lee, Jermaine Jenis, Raziak, uh, Garley, and Danny Murphy in January. I mean, just on two um, transfers then. Yeah, we, we used to we used to <laughs> complain. We used to complain back then, as now, that Levy never puts his hand in his pocket. <laughs> He's buying anyone at this stage; doesn't care. And then leaving, uh, Frederick Canute leaves. Disappointed, yeah, right? That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, he was really good, Canute. And he goes on and wins the, uh, the the UEFA Cup this season and scores in the final against Middlesbrough. How did Middlesbrough, how Middlesbrough had... I was about to say, have Middlesbrough had a European final and we haven't, but we have now had one. Uh, Eric Edmund gets sold after one season, one season wonder. Um, what's your abiding memory of Eric Edmund? Probably that goal against Liverpool. I think that's probably everyone's only memory of Eric Edmund, isn't it? Toe punt. Yeah, it's a toe punt. <laughs> Edmund now from distance. Oh! Sensational! He will never have hit one quite like that before. Eric Edmund, with his first Premiership goal for Spurs, has silenced Anfield. 
Sean Davis, Noah Pamaro, uh, Pedro Mendes all go to Portsmouth in January for uh, 7.5 million. And then Wayne Routledge joins them. Something on, very strange going on, on there, isn't it? With Harry Ridnap. Something very strange. Radnap's taken over at that point. Uh, we also ship out Michael Brown, Emil Halfordson, good and championship manager, not in real life. Rodrigo Defendi also goes out on loan. Uh, and then, oh God, loads of people go out on loan. And then Ifill, El Hamadoui, Johnny Jackson, Martin Phillip, who was in goal for Man City when Peter Crouch scored the winner in 2010. Uh, Philip Eiffel again, Reto Ziegler and uh, Wayne Routledge. Why am I running? Why am I reading out the, uh, the players that go out on loan this season? That's not what people tune in for um anyway so quickly uh the first team squad our goalkeeper at this stage is paul robinson good or crap yeah great good great i mean i i, I remember him as being probably player of the season this season but he flaps at a couple of free kicks and gives away a couple of crap goals this season so definitely good uh nuruddin nabet shit crap yeah slow yeah uh stephen kelly uh crap he was a poor man stephen carr wasn't he really just came in um, I don't remember him playing that much anyway. Ended up getting sold to Birmingham. He's one of those players, like the other day, he was commenting on two, talk sports saying, oh, Harry Kane should leave. It's just like, you've no right to comment on this. You weren't <laughs> at Tottenham for long enough. <laughs> Shut up, Kelly. Uh, Edgar Davids. Uh, great. He, he probably passed his, well, he will pass his best by the time he came to um, Spurs, but he gave us that kind of energy, didn't he? That we needed. Season of two halves. First half yeah. of this season, he's fantastic. And then he runs out of, uh, he runs out of puff. Uh, Timo Tanyo. Great. He's one of my favourites. Agreed. Yeah. Underrated. Uh, Stelteri. Um, despite that goal against West Ham, I'm going crap. Mm. That's pretty harsh. Um, yeah, he's out of position quite a lot of the time. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, I'm saying average, even though that's not yeah, a, a rating. Yeah. Um, Danny Murphy. Crap. Yeah. Has amazing first half of the season uh, for Charlton and then joins us. He's crap. Uh, Gregor Raziak, I mean, need I ask? Uh, worst player of the squad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll be talking about him a bit later. Bit unlucky with decisions, but yes, I'd agree. Uh, Robbie Keane. Great. Yeah, he's he's slightly blotted his copy book, didn't he, when he left us for Liverpool and then came back. But um, but yeah, he, he's up there. Probably player of the year this year, I think. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, Radic Cherney in goal. Um, crap, did he even play that season? Can't remember. I mean, I remember him playing some games in the Europa a couple of seasons later, I think. Uh, Mido. Good. I like Mido. Yeah, definitely. He got a lot of goals, didn't he, that season? Certainly did. Uh, When he wasn't scoring, he was face down on the floor and the team was playing on regardless. (laughs) That seemed to happen quite a lot. Uh, YP Lee. Uh, Crap, I think. Probably a bit unfair, but I don't really remember him being that great. I think think YP Lee started off quite crap and then... Uh, a couple of years later, I mean, the following season actually he played well, but he wasn't he wasn't very good in his first season, so I'll probably go crap as well. Jermaine Defoe, great, yeah, I like Defoe, amazing, one of the best strikers I've ever seen at Spurs, uh, definitely good. Andy Reid, crap, I'd say crap as well. Yeah, wrong shape for a footballer and wrong shape for those Kappa shirts, weren't they? <laughs> he certainly was, not flattering. Uh, Michael Dawson, great, yeah, I like Dawson, yeah. Good when he played alongside Ludley King. Yeah. Not so good with anyone else. Uh, Tom Adelston. Uh, he, he, we'd only just bought him and he, he took a while to settle. I think, didn't he go out on loan as soon as we bought yeah. him? But, um, but all in all, great. Really slow, but I like I like Hudson. 
Yeah, good. But I'm going to say, because he barely played this season, yeah. I'm going to say crap this yeah, season. Crap but yeah, he was he was a really good signing. Uh, Michael Carrick. Great. I, I really like Carrick. It was such a travesty when we let him go. I mean, that was the first of those. Well, we'd already lost Sheringham to Man United, hadn't we? But Carrick went and then, yeah, just sort of portrayed us as a bit of a selling club. Genius. He's a genius. Great player. Um, yeah. Aaron Lennon. Great, Aaron Lennon. He was at Spurs for, I didn't realise, but he must have been at Spurs for about 10 years. Yeah, long time. Uh, also, just love, love, love him. And this season, he he steals the show. Uh, he's, really he's exciting, wasn't he? Incredible. Yeah, I mean, the, the first sort of really kind of get everyone out of their seats player that we have in this era. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Uh, Ledley King. Great, yeah, legend. Absolutely great. Callum Davenport. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial character. He promised so much, Callum Davenport. Yeah. And unfortunately, didn't deliver. Uh, controversy wasn't there when um, something with his sister and his sister's boyfriend or something. Can't quite remember exactly what happened to him, but believe he may have been stabbed by his own sister. That's right. Yeah. That might have happened. Had a bit of an argument with the sister about the unsuitability of her. Um, the bloke that she was going out with and uh, it, it turned nasty. But yeah. who's who's to say what really went on? But it, he he was never quite the same after that. He was never good anyway, though, was he? I mean, no, he wasn't. Uh, Davenport. We, he was, yeah, it was him and Dawson. We came in roughly at the same time and it was obvious right from the start that Dawson was going to be the player and Davenport wasn't. It was Davenport the previous season in way to Aston Villa where he got his nose broken. Yeah, sent off. Sent off and scored an own goal. That's right, yeah. That's the hat trick. <laughs> It's got the unusual hat trick. Um, Jermaine Den- Jenis. Yeah, good. I think he got a lot of flack, didn't he? And uh, he yeah. sort of divided opinion. But I like Jenis. He's always scored against Arsenal as well, which always helps. There's definitely a point in this season where he he goes on a bit of a run and uh, and he carries the whole team with him. So yeah, he's definitely good. Andy Gardner. Crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shame. Because uh, when we bought him, Hoddle bought him, didn't he? And he was trying to use him as a kind of sweeper. Yeah. Um, which... Didn't didn't work, and then fall back as well. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's Anthony Gardner was involved in a lot of the goals where we threw away that famously threw away that three 0 lead against Man City in the cup. Yeah, again, I was quite surprised that Anthony Gardner was still around that first team at that stage. But at wonder stage. what he's doing now. Yeah, I don't often wonder what Anthony Gardner's doing now, but shielding, I reckon, or at least <laughs> shielding. Uh, Johnny Jackson, crap. He's going to be managing Billy Ricky Town or something now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon? Didn't we get him from Arsenal? Yeah, I think we did. But I think he might still have been playing till quite recently. I think he might have been the Charlton team quite recently. Yeah, that, that rings a bell. Yeah. Can't remember. Uh, and Lee Barnard. Uh, crap, unfortunately. Uh, again, he probably didn't get much of a look in. Terrible, terrible haircut. Anyway, uh, 13th of August, 2005. It's a sunny Saturday afternoon away to Portsmouth and we win. Yeah, and we actually went into um, the season having won silverware. You may or may not we remember. We did, yeah, yeah. Peace Cup. Do you remember the Peace Cup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've won the Peace Cup. We're excited. We're ready to take on the season. And uh, it's close to a perfect start, I think. Uh, a way to... Um, Away to Portsmouth, own goal. Uh, Mido puts the key, uh, puts the defender Griffin under pressure. Spurs going one 0 uh, up at the break, and then in the second half, uh, Defoe smashes it in. Yeah, he looks dangerous, doesn't he? Defoe, he's class act. 
starts this season really, really well. Every time he gets the ball, you can tell he's going to hit it. Keeps kicking the ball at the keeper's head, which is, no, I've never really seen another striker do that, but that's what Defoe does. He just thumps it towards the keeper's head and relies on them to dive out of the way, which almost all of the time they do. Uh, and then one week later, 20th of August, 2005, um, there's a little goalkeeper playing for Middlesbrough known as Mark Schwarzer. He, he doesn't always, play well against us, does he? He always had a nightmare against Tottenham, didn't he? Whenever yeah. he played against us, whether it was for Middlesbrough, Fulham. Um, yeah, he was dreadful. Very much a, a game of two goals, this. So Defoe picks the ball up in the second half, thumps it. Great goal. Well past Schwarzer, edge of the box, 1-0 up. Middlesbrough push for an equaliser. Um, Davids just kicks the crap out of Ray Parler and becomes an instant Tottenham legend. Yeah, after about happens. 30 seconds, wasn't it? I think yeah. he, he first <laughs> lifted him up in the air and just chucked him sort of wrestling style. And then he kept, he kept doing it. <laughs> he kept doing it. And then 15 minutes to go, Middlesbrough have spurned a few chances. They're going to make the, uh, the UEFA Cup later uh, by, the, um, later this, uh, by the end of the season. And then Mido just... Little, it's almost like a back pass to Schwarzer from the edge of the area. Just strokes it towards the Middlesbrough keeper. And unfortunately, the big Australian lads dived over it. Got it. trickles in, doesn't it? Here comes Spurs, looking to close the game out. Mido, near side of the penalty area. The Egyptian, speculative shot underneath Mark Schwarzer. And that's 2-0 to Spurs and game over. It does. He is... Uh, it's the first of many nightmares that Schwarzer's going to have. Um, for Middlesbrough and also for every other club he plays for. Never really plays well for Fulham against us either. Uh, then that midweek, we go up to Blackburn uh, and draw nil-nil. Still haven't conceded a goal so far, so you can't really argue with that. Yeah, uh, on top if we'd been Blackburn. We could have done. Uh, do we Do we hit top at all this season? I don't think we do, do we? Probably, probably not. No, but we're quite close to it a few times. But then Lucas Neal, with about 15 minutes left, gets sent off. Pretty standard. Pretty standard. Yeah. If you've never seen Lucas Neal play football before, um it's like it's actually like watching um one of those pissed geezers who always wants to fight uh in those um Booze Britain programs that are always on in two thousand and five and six. That's how Lucas Neal plays. He's uh he's a, was an equal, not not that, that matters, but No mate, he's Australian. Oh Australian, that's right, yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's got he's got a very Australian approach towards uh, playing football, and I can say that. Uh, apologies to anyone who is listening to this and is offended because they're Australian. I'm I'm half Australian, so I I can be mildly racist. Um, then Jose Mourinho, the hottest young thing <laughs> in football oh. management, brings his Chelsea team. Spoiler alert: Chelsea win the league this year easily. He brings uh, his team to White Hart Lane, and what we don't win. To Mourinho, I know. You know, you watch the video and he he just looks like he's wearing like a trench coat. He looks like a breath of fresh air. And yeah, it was um, now. Uh, your coach from Matalan was the was the song, wasn't it, at the time? One of my favourites. Yeah. Definitely one of my favourite coat-based taunts. Um, Maybe we should bring that back for Mourinho. <laughs> uh, anyway, we lose 2-0 to Chelsea. Mido gets sent off. Now then, Mido, a red card. A red card for Mido for catching Delorno in the face. Oh, and it's gone in. Chelsea have taken the lead. And it was Delorno's header. We would never condone violence, but in this case, cheeky elbow into uh, Asher Del Horno's face. 
Yeah. Right by um, me. And they got two scruffy goals, didn't they? We didn't really deserve to lose this. Well, we didn't go to this game, no, so I wouldn't know. And I don't think besides this, uh, I don't think besides this season review, I've ever seen the goals for this game. Um, no, and we missed it because of my brother's wedding. Yeah. I who has a being, wedding on a Saturday? I know. Who has, who has a wedding? Who plans a wedding in the football season anyway? Um, especially we should have been consulted, I feel. I, I believe so. I remember just being huddled around the radio when we should have been doing speeches and things. But um, And I enjoyed the wedding less as a result, I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would I would have preferred watching Tottenham lose 2-0 to Chelsea. <laughs> I think, yeah, that was, it was maybe a little consolation that we lost. But Yeah, I hope, you, I hope your brother's not listening to this. But um, Del Horno recovers from his uh, smashed face uh, and scores from a corner. And then Damien Duff scores the second. And we lose 2-0. So our unbeaten record of three games is gone. Yeah. Um, to Chelsea. <laughs> to Chelsea as well. And this was uh, the season before we actually beat them, wasn't it? With uh, when Lennon scored on bonfire night. Yeah. So, so at this stage, we'd never, you know, we never beat Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's standard, but still a bit disappointing. Uh, and then probably on the tenth of September, uh, probably one of the weirdest games of uh, of recent memory: Tottenham nil, uh, Liverpool nil. But the score doesn't tell the uh, doesn't tell the true story of this game which is, it's Gregor Raziak's debut. Gregor Raziak. What might have been? <laughs> what, what might have been? Uh, music fans, Dare by Gorillaz is uh, number one. Possibly the last good number one, maybe. Yeah, good song. Very good. Um, so uh, so there's two got disallowed goals in this game. Why don't you tell us about them? It was... Um... Yeah, it was really bizarre, wasn't it? First of all, um, Raziak scored. Um, and then, I don't know if he came on as sub or whether or not he started the game. He started. he started. He started. He started. And yeah, it was it was a corner. And I think Carrick took the corner and it curled out slightly. Um, out didn't of play really. before it sort of curled back in and then Raziak scored. And we didn't know why it was disallowed because from where our season tickets were, right down the other end, we couldn't tell. We thought it may, might have been a push or something. Um yeah, what might have been if that goal was allowed? Eh? He might have gone on to be an absolute legend for Spurs. There's a parallel universe where that's happening, where Raziak yeah. is player manager of Tottenham right now because he just <laughs> didn't stop scoring. He basically has had Harry Kane's career. Uh, and then at the other end, um, yeah. beanpole striker. Peter Crouch, wasn't it? It was Peter Crouch. He also scores from a corner, but he doesn't because they've disallowed that one as well <laughs> for exactly <laughs> the same reason. Yeah. Is it, I've never seen. Have you have you ever seen a goal uh, disallowed from the ball going out, uh, um, curling out, and coming back no, in again? I can't. Remember, I can't. Occasionally, it happens. Um, the ball goes out of play, doesn't it? But we don't mm. score from it. But um, no, not not a goal scored. Let alone two in one game. Yeah. I think um, you know. Not that I want to cast aspersions on uh, referees. It's Howard Webb refereeing this game. Uh, but Asian bet- betting syndicates are involved in this game. <laughs> Definitely, they've got they've got a lot of Taiwanese bart or or Thai bart or whatever they're called um, on uh, on nil nil. I reckon with with two disallowed goals, Aston Villa away, another yeah, draw, another draw. But I think this is where we sort of like saw a different Tottenham because it's probably yeah. the type of game that we would have lost previously away at Villa. We we never used to be that good up there, did we? Yeah, agreed. I mean, particularly given that we we go behind after four minutes. Um, James Milner's only just signed for 
Uh, Aston Villa at this stage, and he scores from outside the area. Robinson could have done better. Milner's still playing 15 years later. It's weird as well seeing James Milner's, uh, like he's young. Like even when he was 16, when he first broke into the Leeds team, he always looked like he already had three or four kids. (laughs) (laughs) And would just spend the whole weekend on a retail park going to (laughs) B&Q and not buying anything, just hanging out. Just not even buying anything. Um, But we're 1-0 down. They hit the bar. Plenty of chances. And then we come back right at the end uh, and equalise with uh, Robbie Keane. At which point, yeah, really good. Just waiting for the ball to drop. Crowded out by the Villa defence, but still shoots. We seem to have a lot of strikers on at that point as well. Uh, And also, we um, uh, Defoe misses a penalty in this game. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which doesn't happen very very often. Um, YP Lee hoists it downfield. We get a really rubbish uh, penalty from a handball. Get a few dodgy handball penalties this season, but this is one of them. And uh, and Defoe misses it, which is a shame. But he more than makes up for it the following week uh, because on the Monday night um, we play Fulham at home, and Defoe scores in the first ten minutes, strokes at home, and if if we win, which we do. Uh, we're in the top four, dreaming of the Champions League at the end of September. Do you remember anything from this game? Um, yeah, I do. It was like you say, it's a Monday night game, wasn't it? And it was one of those games um, under the old White Hart Lane lights that was just, just really exciting. I think um, Aaron Lennon was it. Aaron Lennon's first. I don't know if it was his first game that season. It's definitely the first game where he really sort of starts taking over. Yeah, it was the first real running at him, wasn't it? Mm. And um, it was really exciting. And he was one of those players that just, everyone just got up every time he got the ball, running down the flanks, um, really quick and just exciting. And we didn't really have a player like that at the time, did we? Um, I think when we bought um, Aaron Lennon, he was kind of, everyone thought that maybe Routledge was going to be the player and Lennon wasn't. Um, Yeah, two very similar players in theory, but Lennon is streets ahead of him. Yeah. He really is. I mean, he's just, yeah, every time he gets the ball, the the Fulham defence, he's having the same effect even at this stage after a couple of games that he he ends up having on uh, left-backs all around the country uh, within a few weeks. He just, fantastic, nearly scores, uh, but Tony Warner keeps it out and we win 1-0, which actually pushes up, us up to third, not even fourth. Um, we're, we're third. I mean, yeah. heady days. Such but, simpler times. Simple, simpler times, yeah. Uh, but um, unfortunately, uh, we're about to play the Titans of Charlton. It's the 1st of October now. We're currently third. Charlton a second at this stage. Charlton a second. I mean... They had a, they had a decent team, didn't they, with the Bents? And yeah. Murphy when he was actually quite good. The two Bents. Danny Murphy is player of the month uh, for September. Uh, and Doncha by the Pussycat Dolls is a number one, um, and uh, we just think, well, we could be, we could be second by the end of this game. But unfortunately, by 48 minutes in, we're not going to be second because Darren Bent keeps scoring goals. Don't you wish your striker was Darren Bent? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you wish for because yeah. <laughs> that could happen. Uh, he scores the same goal on the on either side um, YP Lee just watches and the first guy he just watches him running behind him and then Terry repeats the uh, the error for the second goal and we're 2-0 down what do you remember of this game? 
that's very much um, uh, going back to the Tottenham of old, wasn't it? 2-0 down away to Charlton. Yeah. And we did an absolutely amazing comeback, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I think uh, Luke Young was their captain. It was, uh, yeah. And we just sold him um, to Charlton. But we came back. I think it was a really great comeback. Um, was it Keane? Got two, baby King. King King got the winner. King got the uh, the sort of consolation uh, a couple of minutes after after Bent scored the second, beginning of the second half, uh, and then Mido equalised, and then Keane got that breakaway goal with ten minutes to go. Yeah, that's uh, right. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the it's probably the best game of the season, I think. Yeah, great comeback, really was. Um, and uh, and and for me. Uh, this is also one of those goals where Mido's uh, the the winner is Mido's passed out on the floor and no one kicks the ball out. Uh, Charlton don't, but then we don't either. So I don't know how we can take the moral high ground. But um, they have a corner with ten minutes to go. Um, it comes out to the left hand side and Aaron Lennon nicks it off their fullback, who I think is Chris Powell, and uh, and starts a counter attack. And it just sort of shows that Lennon is just like. Lennon's so probably the best forward. right back. Yeah, he's he's quick, but he's like you know he, he never he's never really rated for his de- defensive capabilities. But as a right back, his ability to come back and help out the fullback just is very easy. You know, I'd imagine he's very easy to play again, uh, play with rather. But you know, his work rate was fantastic. He's um really he's, he's working his own field. Yeah, really great. I mean, it's not you can't really say Lennon's underrated because he's uh, you know he's loved, but I think. Still, you just, you watch him back and you just think this is this is a player who sort of deserves a statue outside the ground. I think maybe with yeah. um, <laughs> maybe with a can in his hand to uh, to commemorate the day where he couldn't play uh, against Arsenal in the Worthless <laughs> Cup on account of having a hangover, which may or may not be true. Do you think that's true? Yeah, yeah, I think it's true. Uh, and then fifteenth of October. Home to Everton. Um, we're currently second. And uh, we beat Everton 2-0. This is the game I remember where Jenis started being rated by Spurs fans a little bit. And it was weird because he, up until the first goal, was getting a lot of criticism. At least yeah. that's how I remember it. Yeah, I think you're right. There was always somebody behind you, whatever um, game you were at, that was slagging off Jenis, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, and these these are our first. Um, we sat in the seats uh, that we're seeing in this season for like ten years. Well, yeah. until the end of Wild Lane, and uh, and this was our first season, a season to get holders in these particular seats. Uh, and um, where we sat in the East Stand lower, Jenis wasn't popular pretty much from the first game. And I think it's because people couldn't quite work out what he did. No, no, it was. He was sort of classed as a box-to-box player, whatever a box-to-box player does. And and he did score the odd goal and um, he did have a good shot on him. Um, but he sort of drifted in and out of games a little bit, didn't he? He just what doesn't seem to be a typically Tottenham midfielder, really. I mean, with Carrick, you could just see... Carrick was just like watching Hoddle. You could just see him sort yeah. of stroking the ball around and he he just had kind of quality about him. Tanyo broke play up and was incisive, never passed it sideways, was always going forward. And then Jenis, you just sort of like thought, well, I prefer the other midfielders more than him. So, you know, maybe he shouldn't be playing. But he he was getting pelted. You know, we didn't didn't have a very good first half. Um, and he he just wasn't getting involved. Um, and then 58 minutes, 
just as he's getting slagged, he picks out Mido at the far post, great curling cross, Mido scores. And then uh, about five minutes later, um, Jenner scores with his head uh, from across on the left and uh, starts. This is the beginning of a sort of run of form for Jenner where he uh, is suddenly being talked of as being a future England captain. Mm. Um, so the next well, week was the Man United game, wasn't it? Yeah. Then we go up to Manchester United, uh, previous season. Do you remember what happened the previous season? Um, was that Mendes's uh, shot was. from the halfway line? Yeah. Harold carried to the back of his neck and miraculously wasn't given. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was the, it was a Pedro Mendes goal that never was back in 2004 or five. Um, you know what, even, even nowadays, we, with VAR, we still wouldn't be given that <laughs> we definitely wouldn't which is a shame because VAR works so well besides that <laughs> um, but yeah that. but I remember coming away from that game and just thinking well we've just drawn nil-nil against Man United you've got to be fairly impressed you never get a draw at Man United That's we're never going to win up here so you can't argue with that and then we go to Man United this season uh, and fight back again uh, yeah. and draw one all so it's a second season running we've, um, we've drawn at Man United uh, Sylvester takes the lead uh, for Man United um, from a free kick which Robinson spills Robinson does a bit of a poor job on it after um, Dawson brings down Rooney uh, and Sylvester knocks it in but 20 minutes to go get a free kick from the edge of the area Jermaine Jenis steps up curls into the top corner yeah. no movement we went mental we were watching this in a pub I think in Kilburn we were, yeah. Much, much of the, uh, much of this season was spent at the pub in Kilburn. When we yeah. weren't at the Spurs games, we, uh, we did, uh, yeah, we did watch a lot of games in uh, in the now closed Good Ship in Kilburn. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it's a big sort of. This is one of those games where even though you've only drawn it, you do sort of dream about where Tottenham could potentially be at the end of the season. Yeah. And it's one of those games where you just think this club that's only ever sort of done what you thought it was going to do is potentially going to prove you wrong this time. And you think, we're going to win the league. <laughs> you don't, you don't really. Um, but it's a big, a big statement draw. That's what it is. It's a bit of a small club thing to say, but it's a, it's a statement draw. Uh, and then a follow, a, another statement draw um, just before Halloween 2005. Uh, we play Arsenal and uh, it's another draw, although we really should have won this. Really. We battered them, didn't we? Especially in yeah. the first half. Yeah. Best first half of the season, I think. We should have been 3-0 up by halftime. King scores after 17 minutes. Yeah, lovely header from a carrot free kick, wasn't it? Beautiful header. Um, perfect free kick. Campbell was getting dog's abuse, deserved dog's abuse. <laughs> Campbell spends his whole time just jostling Mido at corners as if Mido's the main threat from uh, corners and free kicks. Mido's sporting a really pretty sexy man bun. Um, <laughs> and uh, and by half time, and, and also Gilberto is getting ruined by um, their Gilberto, not ours. Uh, he uh, He's getting ruined by Lennon and just keeps fouling him over and over again. And then in the second half, we sort of throw it away. Yeah, we should have gone 2-0 up. Um, I think Defoe had a chance when he could have been brought down for a penalty. Yeah. And if he'd gone down, he would have got a penalty. And, but he just stayed on his feet and got the shot away. Layman saved he, get, he gets fouled about four times. And it's like, if, it, if it's... And he manages to bundle past several people. But it's like one of those things where if Keane is getting 
that sort of treatment. Keane's go diving into the stand. But yeah. Defoe just is too honourable and tries to stay on his feet. And uh, as a result, we don't win. So well done, Jermaine. Thanks a lot. Um, scored, didn't he? I think um, Robinson, it was a bit of an error. Another flap from Robinson, yeah, from a from a Reyes. Uh, it, was sunny, it was a sunny October day, wasn't it? And I think that um, the sun just sort of he shouldn't have been caught out by the sun, but he lost the flight of the ball and Perez tapped it in. And it's a terrible, um, terrible, terrible free kick to give away. If Stalteri just stands on Reyes's ankle, um, poor Jose Antonio Reyes, who uh, God rest his soul, unfortunately died, and then blew our chance to kind of go uh, go into top couple. Although our form is sort of slightly slipping at this point, and the next week um, we go to Bolton Wanderers, uh, a place that we back in the two thousands never won. No, never used to win at the Reebok, did we? Never did. And it's a midweek game uh, on the eighth of November. Um, Kevin Nolan scores from about twenty five yards out, and then we just can't get it together. Can't seem to score, uh, so we lose one nil. Um, and then we play West Ham uh, United at home. Yeah, Teddy Sheringham came back for this game, didn't he? He, he did. Teddy was playing for them. Yeah. Back in the time when we couldn't really beat West Ham home or away, and we really needed a win at this point. It was after an international break. Mido scores a looping header. Yeah, lovely um, header, wasn't it? Really good, yeah. Really good finish. A typical Mido goal, really. Um, uh, straight over Shaka Hislop. And then... The ultimate small time move of any football club. Uh, his stop goes up for the corner in injury time, and he's there in the mixer as uh, Anton Ferdinand gets the equaliser in sickner. injury time. Yeah, real sickner. Proper sickner. They used to do that Especially all the time, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Although within a season or so, we'll be doing it to them when we beat them 4 3. Uh, then it's off the JJB for the first year that Wigan have been in the Premiership. Um, fun fact, this season, uh, Tony Blair, do you remember this? Tony Blair mentioned in an attempt to try and prove like he's man of the people, he mentioned that his favourite player in the Premiership was Arjan Dezeo. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Arjan Dezeo is like a hard-working uh, defender who plays for Wigan. And Wigan have started the season under Paul Jewell quite well. It was a couple of years before they end up winning the FA Cup. But this is their first season in the Premiership and they've got off to a little bit of a flyer. But obviously one of Blair's advisors at some point has taken him to one <laughs> side and just said, look, you'll appear like a... You really know about football. That's pretty <laughs> niche. Really niche. And who's at fault for the first goal as Keno runs in <laughs> around the back and puts it home? It's Dezeo, totally out of position. Yep. Do you want a fun Arjan Dezeo fact? Yep, go on. What do you reckon he's doing now that he's retired from football? He's he's about 45 now. Is he is he um sitting in the House of Lords? No, I'd say it's, I'd say it's almost <laughs> as random as that. He's gone back to uh Amsterdam or or Eindhoven or somewhere in Holland. Um and and he's got a very unfootballer like job. He's a detective. <laughs> <laughs> I found this out this morning. Arjan Dezeo is a murder detective now, like Van der Volk, or at least he was in about 2013 when the BBC wrote an article about him. Who knows? Maybe something terrible happened. Uh, but yeah, he could be he could be tracking a serial killer right now. Uh, and then speaking of the Dutch connection, David scores. Yeah, uh, first goal for us, wasn't it? Left. Did he score any more after this? 
Uh, it's quite late in the season. I can't remember now. I can't remember. I don't. Uh, yeah, if if he did, it was only one more, but none that spring to the top of my head. It's sort of the beginning of this. Is the high point for Davids? Really, he scores this goal and then doesn't play well too many more times after this. And you think, well, you know, thirteen minutes away from home uh, against a newly promoted team, we'll just close out. Be fine. What could go wrong? But very nearly throw it away. Yeah, edgy finish, especially after the um, West Ham game. You can see the last minute. Very edgy finish. Uh, Lee McCulloch scores and then they nearly score again deep in injury time, but we managed to get the win. Uh, another impressive win. 2-1 um, and back up to fourth, I think, again at this point. Then into December, Sunderland. I remember this game really well. I don't know why. Yeah, I do. I do. It's a, it's a proper Tottenham sort of it was a Sunday Sunday afternoon game, I think, wasn't it? it was, yeah, I think it was because yeah, it was, it was. I remember it being dark, and we went behind, didn't we? Quite early. Yeah, Dean Whitehead absolutely hammered it from a free kick. Yeah. Paul Robinson. I mean, I've got to say, I'm, I, I was going on about how great Paul Robinson was and how he's kind of one of the most consistent keepers that we've had the last few years. He's letting in a lot of goals at his near post. <laughs> yeah, this season, but he gets he gets one slammed past him. Um, Mido equalises and then in the second half Robbie Keane scores probably probably one of the crapper goals he's ever scored <laughs> basically a handball isn't it it's very like yeah. the Lucas Moura handball from the other night yeah 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 except this really sort is a handball off, yeah and then we give it away again Latalak scores then we get a penalty which isn't a penalty it's another dodgy handball I mean the referees have not ref the uh you think you think they don't understand the handball rule now? They really didn't in this game on the third of December two thousand five. And then Keane steps up to take the penalty, and um, and who saves it? Ben Amwick, wasn't it? <laughs> ben Amwick, <laughs> who later ben went Amwick. on to play for Spurs. But a thing that I think he was most famous for was his very dodgy um, sex tape. Yeah, I think I think he, I don't think he was at Spurs when he released it. No, that was when he's he didn't release it like he <laughs> drop it like an album on a Monday. <laughs> um, I can't wait. He, to he released something in that sex tape. Oh, jeez, come on, man. Um, yeah, I, I would say because no, he was at Sunderland when that happened. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think right. it would have been this season, would it not have? Yes. I think it would have been during the course of this season. Yeah, yeah. But um, he let himself down badly, didn't he? He did. I reckon half the Sunderland team were in that. They're, they're playing <laughs> in this game. We're in. Um, we're in that. Uh, in that sex tape. Actually, do you reckon you could do a sex tape eleven? <laughs> <laughs> um, Deli Ali, obviously Deli Ali. Deli Ali, he's captain. So Amwick's in goal. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the Sunderland players that are also in it. Um. Rio, Rio Ferdinand's in, isn't he? Rio Ferdinand, yeah. Um, uh, Fat Frankie Lampard. Frank Lampard. Uh, Dyer. Yeah. Um, what, what was the name of the Aston Villa goalkeeper who got... Oh, who got, yes. Who got yeah, that, by his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was his name? I, I know who remember. you mean. And... Uh, yeah, she was, doing, she was doing something to him, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. It's goalkeeper, isn't it? You're going to end up with more than one goalkeeper in this team. We'll have to play him up front, whatever the goalkeeper's called. What? What? <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> David James. Well, listen, um, 
you know, this is a conversation we should continue on social media. So if anybody else yeah. has got any uh, <laughs> any other picks for this um, this team, I've completely forgotten where we are at this uh, Spurs Sunderland game in two thousand. Well, Ben Amwick, Ben Amwick saves the penalty. Saves the penalty, which, and which then probably more notable than. And then just when you think that this game's going to get away from us, Michael Carrick um, scores a goal that I think is best described as buttery. <laughs> just yeah. Just strokes it in. Yeah, he was he was quite good at that, wasn't he? he kind really of bends was. it in with the left foot. It's just a beautiful thing. It's yes. like um, it's it's like it's like Jesus uh, stroking a child's head. That, <laughs> that's what the finish was like. If you've never seen it, incredible goal. Three uh, two. We've won again. There was a lot of games like that, wasn't there? At that time, where we yeah. just sort of won right at the minute, uh, last minute, and pulled it out of the bag somehow. Yoel was very good at that. I mean, yeah. in fact, the next game is a real case in point because uh, we're playing Sunderland in midweek. Uh, at Sunderland, it's Portsmouth. And it's um, it's whose first game for Portsmouth as manager? Uh, Redknapp's. It is Harry Redknapp. And he, he can't believe his luck because within <laughs> 20 minutes, Lamana Lua-Lua scores a worldie, then starts doing his ridiculous front and back flips. Anyway, we're 1-0 down. Um, playing badly, get to half time. Not in this. And then um, King equalises. Yeah, from a carrot corner. From a carrot corner. And then with five minutes to go, really looks like we've gone to a really disappointing draw. Um, but somehow, uh, Mido gets a penalty. Yeah. Uh, another, another dodgy handball, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's like the third crap handball penalty we've had this season. And we've missed two of them. And then um, Defoe gets dropped in by, uh, Defoe's sort of got dropped by Fakin for this game, comes on and smashes it in and we win 3-1. Yeah, and if you if you go back and look at the footage, all you can hear is that weirdo Pompey Chimes bloke <laughs> with the long blue dreadlocks ringing his useless bell all through the game. Anyway, we've scored three every season, uh, every game for the last two games. Should we do it again? Let's go up to Middlesbrough. Let's, let's whack three goals in. Davids has a quick word with the referee. He loses his whistle. And a free kick now. Juan takes it up the wall. Oh, and it goes into the back of the net. It's a terrific free kick from Spurs. The back level. Uh, King gives us the lead. And it looks like we might. We might finally get some points up there. But then Yakubu scores. And then Yakubu scores again. 2-1 down by half-time. But it's all fine because we've got a free kick with Jermaine Jennings on the edge of the area. He likes these. Yeah, after his Man United goal, yeah. I mean, and also, we, we it would be remiss for us not to mention uh, that Mark Schwarzer terribly at fault for the Keane goal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's Spurs, isn't it? And Schwarzer likes playing against Spurs. Sort of feel he should have saved the Genis free kick as well for two all. And then they take a 3-2 lead with Frank Cadrew, or however you pronounce his um, surname. It's always quite a problematic uh, pronunciation. Uh, and then um, Mido gets an equaliser with seven minutes to go. We didn't go to this game, but this is, a, this is the type of game that I go to Tottenham for, really. This is, mm. the, this is one of those proper away games. A week before Christmas, God-forsaken part of the UK, terrible defending 3 or draw. Yep. It's what we live for. Uh, if you're um, if you're wondering where uh, where the Tottenham team is going uh, and doing their Christmas hospital visit, it's Chase Farm. 
this year. And uh, Lennon now has cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few people have cornrows this season. Rio what, Ferdinand also has them. Just what sick kids want to see at Christmas time. <laughs> exactly. Haven't they suffered enough? Uh, Boxing Day, the obligatory classic Boxing Day game. Um, I'm pretty sure we went to this. I think, yeah, I'm fairly yeah, sure we did. Would have done if it was at home. Uh, sleepy first half. Don't really get anywhere. Um, King gets a penalty. God, we get a lot of penalties this season. It's amazing. Uh, then um, that goes in. Muzzy as it gets sent off. And then in injury time, Defoe scores a classic kind of counter-attack. Birmingham have overcommitted uh, goal. Thumps it in. 2-0. Still top four, as we are for most of this season. And just when you think, well, we're on a bit of a run here, Unfortunately, we go to West Brom and uh, a couple of days after Christmas, Carnu scores twice. Uh, yeah. Mm. You might remember this game uh, from what is one of those games you watch on Match of the Day with your relatives as you've gone to visit them a couple of days after Christmas. And it's just, why am I even watching it type games? Um, Carnu scores two goals and he picks up the ball boy behind the goal both times. Mm. I remember that. Grim. Yeah, some dreadful defending by Dawson, actually. And yeah. Dawson just started playing well, didn't he? Yeah. Back with um, Ledley King. But, this um, is very like, it's very like the Sheffield United game last week, isn't it? This game. It's just yeah. like, why, yeah. why are you losing this? Gone to pieces. Yeah. You've, you know, you just, a couple of, couple of days beforehand, you're thinking, God, if we really kick it up a bit, we could finish second. And then you lose to West Brom and then you're like, we'll be fighting relegation by April. <laughs> Uh, very disappointing, but we get back on track um, on New Year's Eve, uh, home to Newcastle. Tanyo scores the first just before half time. I think I missed this goal. I think I'd gone to the bar. Yeah, that happened quite a lot, didn't it? You'd go to the bar at half time and uh, to get me a beer, which I always appreciate. This game's also notable because uh, Michael Owen gets injured and yeah, finished him, didn't it? That injury now, is that the World Cup? Yeah. But also credit for the second goal. Very Pochettino-like goal. Um, Jermaine Genes goes sliding in uh, and wins the ball back right on the edge of the area. Some really kind of cavalier defending by Newcastle. Aurier-like it was, actually. And then it gets whipped over for Mido. But Genes really, really sort of showing his worth, uh, I think, in that goal. And uh, the type of goal I think we've sort of become accustomed to seeing over the last couple of years or so. Then it's uh, Man City away on the fourth. And yeah, we, we tended to do quite well up there, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lennon is making Distan think that he maybe doesn't want to be a footballer anymore. Um, it just completely tears him to pieces uh, and sets up Mido for the first goal. Uh, and then Keane scores the second with seven minutes to go. Yeah. Direct from a Paul Robinson goal kick. Uh, then away to Liverpool really need to win this not a very good Liverpool team Harry Kewell's leading the line he hasn't scored in about two years at this point he does score and then Stalteri gets sent off yeah um, yeah we're stuttering a little bit weren't we Cause didn't we also go up the FA Cup to Leicester we um, did yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> being 2-0 up I think Stalteri scored in that game we were 2-0 up at half time I think Stalteri's had a busy week hasn't he yeah
2-0 down in the first half. And they lead 3-2 in stoppage time. And Tottenham on the verge of another cup exit and lower division opposition. Because we also went out to Grimsby in the in the League Cup. Parkinson near post. It's not a particularly good one. Kalala! Yes! Whoa! What can you say? JP Kalala! It's taken a deflection, but it's still a goal. Maybe with hindsight, going out with both the cups, because um, maybe helped our league form, I don't know. Well, not not for the next couple of games, because we then draw 0-0 to Aston Villa at home. Oh, yeah, I remember this game for all the wrong reasons. This is a game that um, uh, a few weeks ago during lockdown, I was sorting out all my programmes. I don't, don't get football programmes anymore, but I did back then. And this one was covered in mud. And it reminded me, it was the worst ever journey I ever had back from a game. Bearing in mind, I lived in Walthamstow, which is about two miles from Tottenham. And it was a home game against Villa and it was a drab nil-nil draw. I don't think anything happened in that game. And, um, and we've been to, you know, like away games in all corners of Europe and we've uh, got a World War II plane to Sunderland, didn't we, a few years ago? Yeah. Um, but this game, uh, my, for some reason, both my brothers went um, they didn't have season tickets, but they, I think they had members' cards and they were going to your game. And we went um, into central London uh, for a few drinks and ended up in a dodgy pub in uh, Chancery Lane. And for some reason, despite it being a crap nil-nil draw, I decided I wanted to go back to um, my flat and uh, watch Match of David with a, with a kebab. But I fell asleep on the central line. I only was going two stops to Oxford Circus. <laughs> and I woke up in Leighton or Leightonstone or somewhere. Um, should have just got off there and got a taxi. But I got back on the train, the last train, fell asleep again, woke up the other end of the central line in West Ricelip or somewhere rural like that, um, fell over in a field, tried to get a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> the taxi ranked at one look at me, 70 quid. No, 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 I'll walk it to Walthamstow. But um, I, God, I followed the North Circular round for hours and hours. I think I was stopped by the police. Some, some blokes um, approached me for sex and I was not impressed with that. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I think I got as far as like Kilburn or Neasden or somewhere and then got a night bus back towards the circus oh and then God. got the first tube back to Walthamstow, um, um, back to one disbelieving ex-girlfriend who wasn't buying my story. Well, I mean, you had the evidence. You had the programme, yeah. you had the mud. Programme, yeah. And you, uh, had, was, you had the smell of West Rice lip on you. I did. And I had one sock on for some reason as well. Mm. Anyway, yeah, not, not, <laughs> not my finest hour. All right, well, on, on Twitter, hit us up. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you after a Spurs game? <laughs> after a Spurs game, within the sort of eight or nine hour period after the game ends, what's the worst? Thing? We don't want to know if parents have died and whatnot. We're not, you know, this is, this is potentially a story where we can laugh at you. That's what we're interested in. Stories where something hapless happens. Or are you the type of person who goes to a Spurs game who's everyone, everyone knows that their mate's going to disappear? Everyone's yeah. got someone like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I'd like to tell the story about the, the Dorman trip we had a couple of seasons ago, <laughs> but that bloke might be listening. And I think we don't want to tell, we don't <laughs> want to, that's, that's, that's for another podcast. But I think the biggest ever, he's had a nightmare Tottenham story happened <laughs> to a guy we don't even really know, but whose actions <laughs> definitely impacted upon our lives in a negative way <laughs> one night in Dortmund a couple of years ago. Uh, anyway, moving on. So, Jordan nil nil against Aston Villa. Um, Gareth Barry has got sent off in this game. Have you ever seen Gareth Barry play well? No, that's a good point, actually. No. Neither have I. 
really rated, really rated by managers, isn't he? And other Does players. Does he still have the Premier record for appearances? That might have gone now, but he had it for a while, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I don't know how to watch football, but there's certain players I've never seen play well or what I would <laughs> constitute playing well, or I've never even noticed touch the ball. And I think Gareth Barry is that. Yeah, unpopular opinion, but um, he, he's up there with Paul Scholes for me. He's the most overrated, overrated player. That is um, that is that is actually unfair. I would say I would yeah. not put skulls in that um, in that category. Anyway, moving on. Um, Tottenham, uh, are, you know, not keeping clean sheets at this point, but we nearly keep a clean sheet away to Fulham. This is a really depressing game. The following week, midweek, down to Fulham. Dawson gets sent off. It's clear we're not going to win. We just have to hold out, and we don't. Bocanegra scores an injury time. We lose one 0 and now you think we're yeah, dropping we'll, out of the top four. Wheels falling off. The wheels very much falling off. Then the following week, it's uh, the beginning of February, Tottenham against uh, Charlton. Um, we've just signed Danny Murphy at this point, I think, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we play Charlton, don't we? Yeah. And and we have to, uh, we have to, Mido's just gone off to the African Cup of Nations, I think. Yeah, um, so it makes him play the foe and Keane up front together, doesn't it? Yeah, which, which he doesn't like doing. Uh, Charlton have Bent and Bent up front. I don't know what is, happened to Razek at this stage. Was he still around? Was he just given up on him? You're not picking him anyway, are you? <laughs> I mean, Martin Yol loves a big man and a little man up front. He does, but he doesn't want Razek <laughs> and anyone else. He doesn't want Razek at this point. Should never right. have got rid of um, Canute. Shouldn't have. Canute is, uh, is at this stage um, doing bits for, for Seville. He, he's moved well and truly on from us. Uh, but... Defoe um, scores twice. We score, well, we're 2-0 up just before half-time. Defoe scores, Jenis scores, and then Defoe scores again just after half-time, and then Jerome Thomas pulls one back for Charlton. But this stage, um, Danny Murphy's really looking like he's made the right choice in joining Tottenham. And then away to Sunderland uh, in mid-February. This is just before Valentine's Day, so can't think of many more romantic places to go. Keane gives us the lead. Uh, Mido's back from African Cup of Nations already, already been knocked out. And then um, Daryl Murphy equalised in the last minute, giving a lot of goals in the last minute at this stage, yeah. aren't we? Um, and then even worse, I remember this game, this, is a, this was a really infuriating game. Giveaway uh, the lead against uh, Wigan twice. So Wigan, some no mark called Johansson, who I've never even heard of, Scores two, but Mido and Defoe pulling back and we get a two-all draw at home to Wigan. You have to win those games. There was always games like that against teams like Wigan and Wolves and um, teams that have just come up that would always struggle every season, even when we had relatively good seasons. And then the beginning of March, um, getting into the run-in now, play Blackburn. Remember this game? Well, this game is notable for two things. I think David Bentley was man of the match in this game. I just thought yeah. we should definitely be signing this bloke he's Tottenham through and through and then we did sign him and <laughs> he got you know he took a couple of nice corners and, and got that ridiculous goal from the halfway line against Arsenal but not much besides that but the first Robbie Keane goal in this game oh. I mean actually Keane is man of the match it's not David Bentley yeah. Robbie Keane's first goal in this game Brilliant. is how good he chips over two players doesn't he yeah this is the beginning of a sort of little run of form from Keane that kind of goes to the end of the season that is, you know, it's 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 easy to forget how good Robbie Keane was. Although if you went to the Legends game at White Hart Lane when the stadium first opened, 
I mean, Robbie Keane could still play for Tottenham now. He, he scored a pretty ridiculous goal in that game. But he scores two goals in this game. Um, Cinema Pongo pulls one back uh, and then Bellamy equalises. And then Mido gets the winner with about 20 minutes to go. Good win yeah. against a good Blackburn team. It was um, a good, uh, lovely Carrick-Lennon uh, play, wasn't it? They crossed in, Mido slid in and got the winner. Really good game, actually. Yeah. And that, that first King goal, the really good one, I remember him, he was still doing his um, somersault um, crappy celebration then, wasn't he? And that was right in front of us, I think he celebrated. Yeah. Oh, Keno. Actually, I'm about to say I, I loved you so much, but I was always quite critical of Keen. I would yeah. often... He was offside all the time. And I used to find that frustrating. And he would also dive when there was no need to dive, really. He could have just stayed on his feet. And then we'd criticise Jermaine Defoe for not going down. Yeah, yeah. I, I always liked him. I, I think he was just... He was so, it was so great when we actually got him because it was a poor team then, wasn't it? Holland yeah. was still the manager. Yeah. And um, it was just... We would beat Everton like 4-3 and he'd get a hat-trick and things. So it was... Yeah, good times. This is the peak of uh, of Robbie Keane's Tottenham career, really. This season, he's he's you know he he's probably our player of the season this season. Um, then away to Chelsea. At this point, we haven't beaten Chelsea in any competition for fifteen years. Yeah, um, we we played well in this game. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Essien scored. Then Jenis equalised early in the second half, and just when you think you're least going to get a draw at Stamford Bridge who, you know, the team that are going on to be champions against uh, Mourinho, um, a very Mourinho-like smash and grab right at the end. Future Tottenham legend, William Gallas scores. Yeah. Uh, they were current... pretty unstoppable that year, weren't they, Chelsea, though? Yeah. Without ever kind of really, without ever really smashing us up. I mean, we could we could kind of go toe-to-toe with them and think, oh, well, you know, we're, we're almost on their level. We won't really. They're, the Mourinho's Chelsea is, is too hard to beat. It's just, just too many good players in that team, really. And who knows whether they're actually well coached or not. Um, if you're into current affairs, uh, this is the particular week where, do you remember that drug trial where people took those weird drugs that made their heads swell up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Then 18th of March, uh, it's getting serious now, down to the wire. We've got to get back in the top four. Birmingham City away, 5.15 kickoff on a Saturday. Uh and played really well in the second half. Yeah, I remember this vividly. I watched this game in a pub. I think I was watching the pub in Angel, um, which is uh, kind of Arsenal area. But was, I remember loads of Spurs fans in the pub. And it's just one of those games that, you know, that we never used to win. And the fact that we actually won that game away from home yeah. just gave us a bit of belief, didn't it, the rest of the season, I think. And Lennon was fantastic. He, he scores was. the first goal. He sets up the second. I think uh, it was his the... first goal for Spurs that game. Was it? Oh wow! Possibly, I can't, yeah. yeah. He, he said he sets up the second for um for for Keane raking cross. I mean, the story the story on him even at this point is that Lennon can't really cross, but he can beat anyone. But you know he is he can cross. You know you you look at who's putting the crosses in now compared to Aurier. Yeah, he's crossing is absolutely amazing. Um. He, he's all over them uh, at this point. Um, Robbie Keane, after the game, gets a new deal. Uh, he's made the island captain. And um, on the uh, on the season review, he says how delighted he is to still be uh, playing for Spores. 
it's boyhood like, club. It's like, I think spores are, spores are those little things. That's how the coronavirus gets passed on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, he might he might have been Spurs. I don't know. Uh, then the following week, a bit more of the West Midlands. Um, Curtis Davis uh, and West Bromwich Albion. I mean, I remember this game because they really West Brom really seemed like a one man team. Davis scores for them in the first 20 minutes and then kind of keeps us out almost the entire game. There's, there's a lot of talk at this stage that we're going to buy Curtis Davis. But I remember just thinking like he's, you know, it's the, it was the, the most kind of one-man team I'd seen come to White Hart Lane in quite a long time. And you don't often think of a central defender. Mm. Uh, but we're also, this is a Monday night game, so we're always on TV at this stage. Uh, and yet again, we've kind of come from behind. Um, two more goals from Keane, last-minute penalty again. It was farcical though that that last one wasn't it? Because didn't the ball go in? It was like GBH yeah. from the goalkeeper, and the ball <laughs> sort of like trickled yeah. in. But the ref disallows the goal and gives the penalty. Yeah, and it was one of those that just like it seems to take an absolute age before the penalty was taken. Yeah, and we score the penalty. Keane scores the penalty, and it's just that that feeling of walking out of old White Hart Lane just buzzing with a last minute win, yeah. especially when you know we're challenging for um, top four as well. And the um. Uh, the the first Keane goal in this game is also fantastic. I mean, it's kind of his second best goal of the season after the Blackburn game. Uh, Blackburn game, but it's like a sort of pound shop Dennis Burkamp goal. This one, it's like it's like Lidl <laughs> Burkamp, I <Yeah>. think, <laughs> or or maybe Farm Farm Foods. <laughs> it's Farm Foods Burkamp, uh, but a big win, um, and you know, it makes you think. Well, well. Definitely go up to Newcastle on April's Fool's Day and uh, and get a result up there. And um, and I think um, we Ke- don't. Ke- Keegan had just been sacked, hadn't he? Yeah, Keegan had just been sacked, and Glenn Roder had come in. Yeah, who, um, Glenn Roder is famously um, bought by Lazio for being Gaz's best mate. Yeah, who who at this stage as a manager looks a little bit like a Nazi scientist in uh, in Razors of the Stark. <laughs> Do you know what I think? He's kind of got yeah. these like really weird little horn rim spectacles on. Very buttoned down, you know. You can imagine him uh, <laughs> taking taking real pleasure in the distress of other humans. Not to say that Glenn Roder would ever do anything like that. I'm just saying that if he was playing a Nazi in a film, he might. Uh, so he goes. Uh, we go down to Newcastle. Uh, Lee Bowyer scores first two minutes. He's a nice man, isn't he, Lee Bowyer? Isn't he? He's he's got an unblemished record. Very, very likable. Very likable <laughs> player. Very likable man. Uh, and uh, and then Keane equalises, and you think, oh, we might we might get something from this. Then Amiobi scores. Then uh, a penalty. Well, we might as well just give him more goals before half time. We'll come back in the second half. It's fine. Shearer gets a penalty. Shearer is looking old at this point, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So what's this? This is two thousand and six. Was... Yeah, is this his last season? Uh... It might it might be one of his last seasons. I can't remember. Um... Yeah, no, it was. I think yeah, it was his last season. He was. He wasn't playing for England in the 2006 World Cup, was he? No, no. Yeah, yeah. terrible defending in this game. Um, Michael Dawson already been sent off this season. Get him sent off again. Two yellows. The comeback's not on. Unfortunately, we lose. Uh, we lose three one. Tottenham versus Manchester City, eighth of April 2006. Really need a win, and when you need a win. You're putting money on Stelteri scoring. Up towards Lennon, Thatcher beats him in the air, but it falls to Mido here, who took it well on his chest. Keane, Robbie Keane, oh, and again James is 
sauce. I've got a thing. This was an early kickoff because I went to this. I remember um, the night before I had a bit of a late night with my brother. We went to Brixton Academy to see the Spiral Carpets, and I was a, a bit sort of dishevelled walking up, um, coming out of Seven Sisters Station. I actually got stopped by the police and pulled aside. <laughs> and um, in the stop and search, they thought I was a football hooligan. And um, I can't remember what it was called, Section 60 or something. I've still got the the notice that they give you to tell you to stay out of trouble. When I didn't know what was going on. I was, uh, yeah, um, I was in a bit of a mess that morning. I think it was an early kickoff. You got um, profiled. That's yeah, what it was. You yeah, got profiled because you smelled a booze. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. And I probably had a baseball cap on or, and, yeah. I was probably looking a little bit shady, but not not for um, football violence reasons. Still, they, they violated your rights. Um, they did. They you, did. Where's your protest? Uh, anyway, Stalteri scores just before halftime. Carrick scores in the second half. Stalteri, Stalteri nearly scores again, and then Samaras scores, uh, and we win 2-1. The following week, um, away to Everton, another vital win. Kino gets a penalty, uh, and Ledley gets injured. Yeah, he was out for the season, wasn't he? Yeah. Just what you need. Um, Jenis also should have scored in this game. Always seems to play well against Everton, uh, Jenis, for some strange reason. And then just a couple of days later, we played Man United. Jenis always seems to play well against Man United as well. Um, scores uh, in the second half. Dawson coming in. Oh, it's been deflated to goal! Jermaine Genus put it in on the line! Spurs are back in it. And they're rewarded for a strong start to the second half and Jermaine Genus has to claim it. But unfortunately at this point we're 2-0 down. I remember Rooney completely ruining us. He was always good against us, wasn't he, Rooney, about this time? Is Rooney underrated? Yeah, I think so. I think I think Rooney was pretty unlucky with injuries and at key times. Um yeah, his kind of face didn't fit for a lot, of, a lot of sort of pundits. But yeah. I think he, I think he was good, Rooney. I think Rooney's one of the best players I've ever seen. I mean, just in terms of he, I've I've seen him completely tear Tottenham to pieces numerous times, and I think he he played the game in a way that I kind of, I really hadn't seen many people play before. I mean, he's still sort of sort of playing now, but. I think I think Rooney is underrated. I think he doesn't get a huge amount of respect given that he is England's leading Top goal scorer. scorer. Yeah. He's also responsible for I think one of the best things I've ever seen on a football pitch, uh, which which really summed up his entire career. But it was that thing that he did in the MLS. You know, where he he uh, oh, the goalkeeper's got up, way and up. he he, tra- yeah, he tracks back, tackles that bloke, and then plays that long ball, yeah. which they then score from. I mean that that's what that's what football sort of should be about that's like something if you if you read about it in a magazine or saw it in Roy the Rovers you'd be like shut up I don't know why I'm turning this into the Wayne Rooney fan cast he wasn't that good he was overrated anyway the following week probably one of our favourite games of the season away to Arsenal this was this was quite a lively one for the final time Highbury reverberates to the sound of a North London derby and has this old ground ever witnessed a more significant clash between the great rivals? Champions League football could be at stake. It was it was a great game. We played brilliant as well, especially first half. Yeah, really well. Uh, this is their last game before they um, give up, give up on Highbury. Well, take us through the Keane goal, which was controversial. 
Yeah, there was there was um, a, a collision. Was it David's? I can't remember. Was it David's and uh, I can't remember who the Arsenal player was. Um, um, but everyone was moaning that we should have kicked the ball out. And then there was that famous uh, bust up on the touchline, wasn't there, between Wenger and Martin Yole. And yeah. Martin Yole would have absolutely battered him, wouldn't he? Let's, let's be honest. And then, um, uh, was it Carrick? Did Carrick run down a wing? Yeah. I can't remember. And then he uh, finds or, Keane. Or, well, maybe it was David's cross. And, it was remember, a David's but, cross, actually. Yeah. yeah. And then Keane got the goal and we would never go 1-0 up at um, Highbury in those days. And we were just absolutely buzzing. It was we watched it in the pub, didn't we? And yeah. there were limbs everywhere. Carrick in field to Tanyo to Edgar Davids, who's onside here. Robbie Keane arriving in the middle, and Robbie Keane has scored for Tottenham. Jens Lehmann unhappy because Spurs continued when Arsenal had a man down. Edgar Davids played on. I remember throwing a pint of beer um, at the crack of the sofa and it just got wedged in between it um, <laughs> because I didn't want to throw it in the air because it was a glass pint. I was very responsible even after going one new up after, uh, at Arsenal. And I remember picking it up afterwards and carried on drinking it. But it was, yeah, it was... And we were really unlucky because we could have scored like two or three that first half. I think Carrick um, didn't go on this like, mad run when he kind of like, uh, ran past the keeper. Yeah. Um, he should have scored, and I think we should have scored a couple more. And well, they they really, really, really need to uh, win this game because they're we're neck and neck with them at this stage, and uh, um, but they've also got the Champions League semi final because Arsenal make the Champions League final this year, and uh, do they win? No, they don't win. Unfortunately, no. they lose to Barcelona and then sell Thierry Henry to them, um, and uh, and as a result, they've got Fabregas and Henry on the bench in this game. And then after we score, they bring them on and you just think, how can you have those two players on the bench? We don't stand a chance. They'll definitely score. And sure enough, they do. Omri comes on. Although we did play really well in this game, defended really well. We did. Uh, but the last five minutes are pretty nervy. Omri scores um, and then Davids gets himself sent off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Which, two yellows, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it might have been a straight red. Yeah, possibly. I th- yeah, I think it might have been a straight I, I red. Think- I think David's legs had gone by this stage of the season and he was just yeah. going around kicking people. Um, it was disappointing, that result. If, if we had won that, we would have easily finished top four, I think. And just to beat at the last game that we had at Highbury as well would have been wonderful, but wasn't to be. Uh, so, really need to win against Bolton. Last home game of the season. Keep the pressure up on Arsenal. Go into the final day. Uh, and hope they lose as well. Arsenal win, and we also win. We beat Bolton 1-0. Lennon scores and caps off, I mean, an amazing season for him. Yeah, it was a bit of a nervy game, if I remember it right. I yeah. think Carrick was bossing the midfield as usual. Um, Lennon got the goal, and it was a pretty tight win. But we we were staying in fourth, weren't we? There was lots of love in that stadium that day, because it was the last home game of the season. So it was the end of season lap of honour. Martin Yole getting on the mic and um, talking nonsense. Everyone um, loves the lap of honour at the end yeah. of the season, don't they? I mean, people actually used to, back then, used to stay for it. They don't anymore, right. really. And then, last game of the season, vital. It's a Sunday afternoon. We need to uh, match Arsenal's results, but really to win. A win will take us to Europe. 
I arranged to meet up with Jermaine Genus, who, who was also injured. Uh, so we, we met up at the training ground to travel down to, to West Ham to, to, to watch the game. And he said to me, have you heard everyone's ill? So I said, no, no way. But it wasn't until we got to the stadium, <clears throat> went into the changing room and, you know, there was no life in there. And unfortunately, the night before the game, uh, one of the defining meals of the club's history happens. The lads have a lasagna. Oh, God's sake, yeah. And unfortunately, um, around about two or three o'clock in the morning, there's a bit of a gurgling going on in some of the players' stomachs. That then proceeds further down into the bowels. <laughs> By the start of the game, it's liquid football. Yeah, quite literally liquid football. It's terrible. They're on drips. I think they ended up with about four players that were fit, didn't they? Yeah. Going into that. And the, all the rumours were that they're trying to get the game called off. Um, they called the police in to do an investigation at the hotel. I don't know why they stayed in the hotel, to be honest. It was, you know, it was West Ham. It's like four miles down the road. Um, have, have you ever had such trouble on the toilet that you've had to call the police? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I I never have. I've got to say, that but hasn't happened just, to me yet. It was just oh, it was just the perfect storm of everything that could have gone wrong. Yeah. I think Arsenal had an amazing run, didn't they? Because they had to win all their games just to sort of like stay um, uh, level with us. But we still, it, all we needed to do is just better or equal Arsenal's result, and, and fourth place would have been ours. Um, yeah, and it was just a dreadful game. I watched it in the Beehive actually, a pub in Tottenham. Last ever game at Highbury. It was never going to happen. No, no. Um, it never was. Because they, they went 1-0 up, didn't they? The foe equalised. Yeah. Um, I think Teddy Sherry missed the penalty that yeah. he missed on purpose. He was quite good at missing penalties on purpose, wasn't he, when he wanted to? Yeah. Um, and then and just when it looked like we, we weren't going to make it through anyway, Ben Ayoun scored. Rio Coca, Ben Ayoun! Yossi Ben Ayoun may well have finished off Tottenham Hotspur's European Champions League dream once and for all. Yeah, and Arsenal were losing for a bit as well. I think they were at home to Wigan. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely gutting. It was just, yeah, one of those feelings because um, it didn't take me long to get home um, from the pub. I went back to my flat in Walthamstow and I literally got in, closed the door, didn't want to do anything. And all I could see is the fireworks that um, from Highbury from their last game going up and oh, just... Absolutely sickening. Gutted. And it's this game that sort of makes this season eligible really for this podcast, I guess, because, you know, this this would have been a really happy season if we just hadn't literally shat the bed right at the end yeah. of the season. So we let's uh, let's finish up with a couple of awards. Um player of the year for this season, two thousand five, six. Uh honourable mention to Keenan Lennon, but I think for me it was Carrick. He was just absolute um uh magnificent in midfield that year. Um, kept things ticking along, um, what a class player he was, and just got in when he went off to Man United. Carrick's one of the best players I've ever seen at Spurs. I mean, he was hardly there for, you know, he's there for sort of about a season and a half, really. Um, I'll have to give it to Keane, I think. I mean, Keane's yeah. run of form towards the end uh, is is just incredible. And I think I'll, I'll give Lennon probably the next three players of the year after this. Lennon's definitely one of my favourite Spurs players. But yeah, Keane gets it. Game of the year. Um, I think the Arsenal away game was good. Um, was brilliant, brilliant game, really enjoyable. 
Um, if, if we'd just held on to that, it would have been the game of the decade probably. But um, for me, game of the year was that Blackburn game when we won 3-2. Yeah. I think that was a really enjoyable game and um, uh, capped off with the keen goals as well. I'm saying Charlton away. 3-2 yeah. Charlton away earlier in the yeah. season. I mean, I, I love coming from 2-0 behind. Um, just very entertaining game. And yeah, they're just a, a proper thriller. Goal of the year. That's quite easy, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Keane's against Blackburn. Definitely Keane against Blackburn. Superb goal. Um, uh, and failing that, Kevin Nolan against us in November. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking. Worst player of the year. Oh, it's got to be Raziak, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's fair, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, it is, it is. Oh, yeah, it is it's completely fair. It's definitely Gregor Raziak. Uh all right, the Andy Sinton not a shit as I remember award. Uh I really like this team. It's it's hard to pick out someone that um I thought was shit at the time that's not now. Um I'm gonna say Tanyo, but I didn't actually think he was that bad at the time. But he was definitely underrated and he was one of my favourite players at that time, probably didn't get the recognition that he deserved. I'm I'm going to say Stelteri because Stelteri scores a few goals this season, and and certainly getting down that wing. I mean, he's like you know he's not he's not worse than uh, Serge Aurier. <laughs> um, I you know I, I think Stelteri sort of deserves a, a little bit more credit than we give him. But actually, do you know what? Like, I never thought Jenis was shit, but he re- he really looks good. Like yeah. he looks really good this season. Watching him back, he looks like a vital part of the team, and he just. Every goal he scores is class. So I'd say he's he's better than I remember him being. And I remember him being decent. Yeah. Uh, Spursiest moment of the year. I mean, this is also easy, isn't it? That's the Sanyo gate, isn't it? Yeah. That's the Spursiest moment of all time. I don't <laughs> think there's any sort of disagreement about that. Um, but anyway, I suppose that's... Uh, we've been waffling on for ages. Um, should probably uh, stop... Next season, uh, next episode, we might do 2009-10, I think. The European, yeah. the uh, Champions, Champions League qualification. That'd be good. I mean, that, again, doesn't really fit the point of the podcast, which is about crap seasons. That was an amazing season. And I've got, you know, that was very unspursy. But um, if anyone's got it. any suggestions, if anyone's got any suggestions, what seasons we should uh, focus on and give us a shout. Yeah, actually, that would be good. So far, uh, quite a few people have suggested 91 versus uh, 91 92, which I think is is a really a very crap season. 93 94 has got quite a few suggestions uh, as well when Aussie nearly gets us relegated. Um, so, yeah, let, let us know. But yeah, I mean, keep listening, keep uh, checking um, for new episodes. Should be doing another one this weekend. So. Uh, thanks for listening tell your friends about it and um, I will talk to you uh, next week nice one alright